you've tuned into the Millennials Anonymous Podcast. And yes, it is your girl Lise Winnie, and I am a fucking millennial. Today we got a lot Get of stuff to talk about today. As your girl Lise gets you hyped and most comfortable. They need to be comfortable. WRDR and for 98.4 FM. I'm going to have to throw this bitch in the river. Hey everybody, welcome back to a brand new episode of Millennials Anonymous Podcast. Yes, it is your girl Lise Winnie and I am a fucking millennial. So we got to get this party started and we got to get this party started quickly, faster than Joe Biden electric slided down them goddamn steps in Air Force One. So we're going to get this party started. We're going to get it so started and we're going to get it started right because we have a guest. So you know how I feel when I have a guest on, I be excited. I be so excited. And I know I say that a lot and I say I'm excited a lot, but I I do things, things. I get very happy. You can tell by my personality. Things make me very excited. I'm always very passionate. This is just me and how I, I am. And I can't change who I am. So if you don't like it, you know, you can leave the meeting. Excuse okay, you know, me, the, the meeting has started. If you're new, it, we are, the meeting has, has started. Okay. And, um... The meeting has adjourned. Does that mean it stopped or started? I'm sorry. I went to a public university, whatever. Um, but the, the meeting is going. Okay. Gotcha, bitch. So come in and have a seat. Um, my name is Lee Swinney. And just like I said, I am a fucking millennial. But we got a guest. And I I really like this guest because you can just feel people's energy. Like they have some people have good vibes and some people don't. <laughs> and the thing that before we get into that, because I, I do need to welcome my guests. I need, I need to do all of that. I interview, I've interviewed a, in a wide array of people. And I've talked to different people from different walks of life. I've talked to people from different backgrounds, different social economic statuses. And I will say that people are just different. Just like you would think they were different. They're different. And I'm the type of person, I'm very inquisitive. I've always been inquisitive. And like my family always told me, you're overly opinionated. But that's just who I am. So I like to ask questions in a field like this or some, or, or asking questions or being in this, this field is something that is very appealing to me because I do like to find out more about people and why things happen. What makes people tick? Why do things work like that or whatever? That's just how I am, right? But I will say that I love people that have a good vibe because everybody is not created equal as far as the vibe is concerned. Yeah. They have that light. They they kind of have this positivity about them. That's that's Caleb. Shout out to Caleb Germain for being here today. This is pre-recorded, so he is here virtually so he is virtually in the house he is virtually virtually in the house he is almost virtually here in the house virtually so shout out to singer songwriter life coach activist amazing guy caleb germain and he has abs on top of abs i listen um if you could purchase a pack of abs like you could a pack of soda i would be doing great Okay, I would be doing great. I, you know, I, I got a fall. Really, it's winter. Like I told y'all, it's a winter body, but I'll be claiming fall. Fuck, I'm not going to get into that. But yes, he's an amazing guy. Very, he has a light. He is one of those, like when I was telling y'all about people, he has one of those lights that shines very, very, very bright. And so I can appreciate somebody that has such a bright light. Amazing, amaze balls. Actually, was introduced to him virtually by another guy that I met virtually, who I actually eventually did meet in person. So we did eventually meet in person. But that is Baltimore's own chef, Hip. Okay, he is hip to all the game. He is hip to the food game. Make sure you follow him on Instagram as well, because I think he's up for favorite chef on like favechef.com or something like that. I'm not sure the exact website but make sure you go to underscore hip with two p's underscore so that you can vote for him because his food is bomb i've actually had the pleasure of tasting his food he made me food and i'll be telling y'all that i'll be a part-time vegan okay i'll be a vegan on nights and weekends all right i am not fully committed to veganism but i like it all right i like it and he he took my a nuisance ass request and he made it Okay, so I appreciate him and all the things that he does. So shout out to him and all the things that he's doing over there. Okay, 
Um, I got to get back to more being on this vegan thing because I told y'all earlier in the year, like I had lost weight. I have gained since gained. I probably gained it all back because I've not been on the scale, but I can tell my clothes are tighter because you know uh, I got to start getting back out of the house. And that's what I'm doing now. So I'm back. I'm going to be back out of the house more where I'm not just in the house. I'm in the house and I'm partially vaccinated. Okay. Yeah. I have not been fully vaccinated. And people would was having me feel crazy because I felt tingling in my finger. So when I got this vaccine shot, I did feel tingling on the left side. I got it in my left side. I felt tingling in my fingers and like I felt it in like in my leg. And then people were like, you crazy. And then I did some research that um, COVID tongue is a thing where you usually feel tingling in your tongue. What? I don't know if people feel tingling in other parts of their bodies, but I did. Okay. <laughs> but I'm fine. That was the only thing that happened. My arm was a little sore, but mm, if I'm, like I said, I'll be honest with y'all. We in this meeting where the truth is absolutely necessary. Well, I'd update that. Your truth is absolutely necessary because everybody's perspective in life of what they perceive as true is different unfortunately so your truth is is absolutely necessary so i gotta tell you my truth and that's what the fuck happened to me okay but i love when i meet really great people because people you meet those great people and it means that the relationship can really really flourish really far and you can take it beyond just this interview when you are able to do that and so that's like he's one of those guys that i think that definitely i want to keep in touch with him and shout out to chef hip for introducing him to me okay i've been grateful to anybody that comes on my platform absolutely grateful to you i want y'all to notice okay i've i've had the pleasure of interviewing a bunch of different people and one of those people was matthew knows so i had a, a, the pleasure of interviewing matthew knows and that means because y'all know if you know if you listen to this podcast you know i got a bronze membership from the beehive okay it's not silver i did get demoted but i'm gonna work my way up to back to silver right now so my membership i got the call in the mail and everything i keep it in my bra all right. So I got my Beyonce membership in my bra. All right. And I'm excited because I'm a big Beyonce fan. I'm six degrees separated from Beyonce and Blue Ivy, who is a Grammy winner. Okay. Six degrees separated from that awesomeness over there because I got a chance to virtually meet and speak to and interview her, her dad, Matthew Knowles, Dr. Matthew Knowles, who told us on this podcast about his podcast, which I believe... It's been a little more minute since I interviewed him, but I believe he said that he hadn't told anybody yet that he was going to be doing a podcast. And guess who he told? Wow. Oh. Okay, so I'm happy about that. So we are six degrees separated from that greatness. So that means I'm great. So okay, because <laughs> I'm six degrees separated from that. And make sure you support his podcast too, which is I think it's Matthew Knowles Impact. He's had some really heavy hitters on his show. Um, he talks about race relations and I think like wealth and business and stuff like that. He's had Quest Love on his show. He's had the Reverend Al Sharpton on his show. Like he really has had a couple of people on there that are just like bomb.com so make sure you go find his on all major podcasting platforms as well he's also he's, he's an alumnus of millennials anonymous okay look at that look at that look at that look at all of that greatness and i know a lot of people who know a lot of great people so that's why i say i'm six degrees separated from all the greatness of what they know Hmm, look at that. And shout out to all the ladies. Speaking of greatness, shout out to all the ladies from WRDR who came on to Millennials Anonymous podcast last week. Shout out to Dizzy D, who is the station owner over there. Now, he he came to me because Millennials Anonymous also can be found on WRDR. So make sure you go to your app. So Apple or if you're on Android, download WRDR. If you want to hear some music. You know, if you can't listen to the radio, maybe you're traveling on a trip. And you know how every time you go in a different state, the, the stations get foggy and then you got to readjust and find the new stations and stuff. Don't even do that, okay? Just hook your phone up. If you don't want to listen to Spotify the entire time or Tidal or whatever, 
Just hook him up. And they got some great DJs over there. Just saying. I'm just saying. Get the app. It's in all the app stores. But he was like, hey, you're on here, but I didn't include you. You know, well, how about you? You know, I know you don't DJ because I don't. I don't know number no ones and twos. Technology. I am not a techie. Don't get me to lying to you. I am not technically inclined, despite the fact being a millennial. I'm an older set millennial, so I'm a grandmama millennial. Okay, I, I'm I, I'm a millennial, but I'm a grandmama. Okay, I grew up when we still had cassette tapes. Yo. Okay, our phones was hardwired. We had you got mail. <laughs> Like that. That's my childhood right there. Right there. I know how much a phone call used to be worth. Okay? When I was a kid. You know, a payphone. I knew about that. But I'm not, I don't not a techie. So I never learned about DJing or anything like that. But he was like, let's include you. I said, okay. And he said, you know, interview the ladies. And a lot of them had some great backstories and stuff. And so that's what we did. I was the prelude to the big Women's Day, a Women's History Month marath- music marathon on the past this Sunday, which was great. They rocked from 12 to 8. All that estrogen. Yes, honey. Yes. It was DJ Red Bottoms. It was DJ Ayana, Tosh Beats, DJ Coco Z, Mocha Sunflower, DJ Smoka Sunflower, DJ Christy Love, and DJ Most Precious. Shout out to those ladies. Make sure you follow them. They're all by their names on social media. So make sure you go follow them. They're doing big things and they're connected to some great people too. So look at that great. See, six degrees separated. Eventually, matter of fact, no, no, because I was going to say eventually I was going to be six degrees separated from Obama. But guess what? Guess what, y'all? I interviewed Glozell. Yes, that Glozell. Is you okay? Glozell met Barack Obama, President Barack Obama. So that means that I'm six degrees separated from President Barack Obama. Fuck y'all. I don't care what you say. So it's like I met him because I met her. So fuck everything. All right. I know. Okay. One day, maybe I will meet him for myself. But right now, I'll take the six degrees of separation. Okay. All right. fuck, Fuck it. I, I could I could say that I could say that But shout out to WRDR Appreciate you guys over there Keep doing what you do Keep rocking how you rock Let's get to these Top 10 Trending topics Of the week Turn that shit up Turn that shit up Alright Let's get into these top 10 Trending topics He fell down He got up and now the being syndicated me. Yeah, it's not getting paid, but I'm going to say that anyway. That's all over the internet. We saw President Joe Biden. He was fighting. He was fighting all his life. He had to fight up the steps of Air Force One. So Joe Biden, he had fell all over the place several times. People were saying it even looked like he hit his chin. But apparently he's been drinking his milk um, because he didn't break anything. And he was able to get up. He gained his footing. Which that's what we want in a president. We don't want him to fall down. And not be able to get up. He fell down and he stayed up. Okay. He stayed all the way up. And it's not like he was walking into Air Force One with toilet on his foot, you know, or always standing like he's about to lean over. Like I it just but he he made it. He made it. Um he he made it up them steps eventually, which I guess will help him in this upcoming battle that he's having politically. Yes. So Joe Biden is also he, huh, President Joe Biden has has a bit of a conundrum on his hands. So he's pledging to take steps to ease the recent surge of child migrants that are at the southern border. Yes, he is. Republicans are currently throwing stones and attacks saying that he is opening up the borders. He's not doing anything. Look at what we said was going to happen. And look, it is coming true, which is absolutely false. Most of the undocumented families and individuals who try to cross are actually being turned away from the border and despite what Republicans are trying to make up and have a fight in this race when it comes to 2022 for trying to get some some seats in the House and whatever. So the president said on Sunday, though, that his administration is planning to rebuild a system that will potentially allow migrant children to seek asylum in their home countries, you know, to prevent them from making that perilous journey through human trafficking networks 
through the U.S. border and Mexico because we had watched it's a couple of videos circulating on Instagram and on social media that are showing Border Patrol watching people kind of like like drown pretty much like they're not making it across these rivers a lot of the kids can't swim and people and they're not really on this particular video that i saw i don't know i can't allegedly allegedly let me say allegedly because i i don't know like the legitimacy of it but it looked like they weren't really helping them get out of the water so i don't know what the protocol is i don't know what's going on but allegedly in this video it appears that people were not coming back out of the water so they were getting in the water but they weren't really coming back out of the water so hopefully we find a way to fix this situation that in some really really hard to digest news black lives matter has come under scrutiny on two sides yes so they're coming under scrutiny about their finances, which to the far right who have been trying to demonize the Black Lives Matter movement since the beginning is running with this all over Fox News. But there was an article that was released in the Associated Press. So the Associated Press is reporting that Black Lives Matter has raised $90 million in 2020 as you know, the victims of police violence and vi for victims of police violence and vigilantes. So for the first time in eight years, the Black Lives Matter organization, which was founded eight years ago, is releasing financial information because more and more people have been calling for them to release this information. So they said that they did, in fact, make $90 million last year, which would make sense because there was a bunch of people that were donating during 2020 after George Floyd. What they said was, is that they want to uplift black joy and liberation and not just black death so they said they want to see black communities thriving not just surviving and this was you know in this report that they, they did an article i think before this came out now 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 this is what the foundation is saying they're committing 21.7 million dollars in grant funds to official and unofficial black lives matter chapters they have 30 of these organizations black-led organizations across the nation and they're saying that in 2020 they did end with revenues of or reserves of 60 million dollars now they did spend about 8 million or so of that 8.4 million of that on staffing operation administrative costs and civic engagements and rapid response and crisis intervention but they still had 60 million dollars i guess in reserves now the organization organization is saying that most of that money though is from individual donors around they're donating around 31 dollars or so and a lot of people have opted to do like a reoccurring donation now the report doesn't say who gave money in 2020 and it doesn't say who the big prominent donors are so they won't list the, the prominent donors in this particular report that did come out listen I know that a lot of people are trying to get down on the organization and people have been debating not just the organization itself with the finance portion, but just the organization's name since the, it was pretty much created. Black lives do matter. I, I don't care who you are and why we're still debating this. Black lives matter. Black lives matter never meant that white lives don't. It just, just should be an asterisk next to it. It's black lives matter too. Because in America, and this is, this, you can go back, these is facts. Historically, America loves to say, and this is why the All Lives Matter movement is just a little bit like, really? It's because statistically in America, when they say all men are created equal, they're usually talking about white men. So even in the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, they said all men are created equal except black people or three you know three-fifths of a man that's not really nah, not really them they're not really people oh and, and not women because the women are not men oh and not really poor people either like we these are just facts and when they were coming up with immigration they were talking about all immigrants except for they excluded chinese people so America just loves to do that. Like, that's just kind of how it is. That is the most American thing you can do is to say all, but I don't really mean all, okay? We did this whole VIP shit just so we can say all, but, you know, we really just mean these people are the most valuable, but not, not, not necessarily everybody, okay? Like, this is just w what where we're at. And it never meant that other lives didn't. We just didn't want to get excluded from that conversation like we have in the past.
right? So Black Lives Matter has been talked about since the beginning, even when people heard the name. But one of the things that I've always said and advocated for was, what are we doing? It, it seems like the organizations and a lot of the movement that we had was very reactionary. It's you react when something happens, you're quiet and not doing anything when stuff is not happening. And one of the things that they did say in this, this article, this write-up, is that they were looking to build infrastructure. So, you know, when they say that we are now building infrastructure to catch up with the speed of its funding and they plan to use its endowments to be known more than the protests after black Americans died at the hands of police and vigilantes. This is the same thing that people, when they got mad at Jay-Z, when Jay-Z said, I think we're, we're past the phase of nailing. Maybe he didn't say it in the right way, but I think his heart was in the right place. And I think he was saying the same thing that they're saying now. Like the, one of the ways that we really re are able to move things forward is by making sure that we are planning this out. And that was the one thing that was missing. It was like, there's no plan here. Yes, vote. But if you vote and you don't do anything else, it was all for naught. You have to hold people accountable. You have to really still be organizing in your community. You have to make sure that the people that you voted for know what you want. And the only way they will know that is if you write them letters, if you go to their offices, if you make yourself known. I know people that were in the movement that didn't want to talk to the government at all because they don't like the government. The government is bad. I was like, but how do you change it? The only way you can change it is by talking to these officials just like they did in the civil rights movement. That is the only way you fix it. And that's why when I read they're building infrastructure, they are net because it says now building. How do you run organizations without infrastructure? Because go to the Black Lives Matter the name website. It's a lot of information there. I do not know who's official, an official member of Black Lives Matter. I do not know who's an unofficial member of Black Lives Matter. I do not know if this is a 501c3. I, I don't know any of that. I just know you can donate. I know they have merch. I know what they stand for. I, I know who founded it. I don't know who runs it because when you read this article when they were talking to the Associated Press, the founders appear to kind of have stepped away. Like they, they're still doing stuff, but it, it looks like they don't necessarily run the day to day. So it's like, who is who is in charge of all of these this money, this these resources? Where is it going? And expect change in an Af in the African American community. You're you're gonna have to hold people accountable. And so that's why I'm happy that they want to do more. It's one of the fastest ways to end and limit uh, systemic racism is by financial freedom. And if this is an organization that's supposed to be for us, and that Black lives do matter, even to Black people. We've got to show that they do. So I'm happy that they're moving in that direction. But one of the things we're going to need is a little bit more transparency with what's happening. Like is now the families of a lot of the people that Black Lives Matter movement has really supported, at least in imagery and in protesting and the whole cause of the movement really are now speaking out against the organizations. So once this came out that it made $90 million and it has 60 millions in reserves, you had people like Mike Brown Sr., who is Michael Brown Jr.'s father, who was murdered in August of 2014 in Ferguson. Him and a lot of the Ferguson activists are saying, you need to give us $20 million. One of the reasons why the movement started was because of Mike Brown and we can't take care of our communities and we need to be able to take care of our communities. According to him, he hadn't seen very much of this money, if any at all. So there's that. And then you also have Tamir Rice's mom coming out, calling out celebrities and activists for using her son's name and likeness in order to profitize and monetize off of it. From the organization or was promised some money, but never really received any of that money. And she was saying that she wants people like Sean King, Tamika Mallory, and other activists to stop using her son's name and likeness and making money off of it. She said that they want to be the ones that push the movement forward for their loved one. They want to be the one that kind of dictates where the funding should go and what should be of importance in this movement. So it appears that a lot of family members feel like they've been pushed out of the movement. I don't know how true this is. I don't know if this is just a money thing. I, I, I don't know. But it sounds like 
there is some rectifying that needs to take place. There so you go. We need some planning and some structure. That, that's all I'm saying. And in some lighter news, Vin Diesel's 10-year-old son, Vincent Sinclair, will actually be making it his way into the movies. Aww. Yes, he will be in Fast and Furious 9. Didn't we have a fat... I, I don't know. After they drifted in Tokyo and all that other stuff, y- y'all lost me. It was too many. Like, it's too many. Like, just at this point, I, I can't keep up with this no more. Like, this is too many Fast and Furious. You can never be that Fast and Furious. So fast, so furious. You can never be. Like, just just stop it, okay? Stop it, Vin Diesel in them. Okay. This is the children's version of uh, Fast and Furious. Maybe they will be on big wheels. I, I'm not sure. Maybe we'll get big wheels and tyke bikes and uh, you know i i don't i i don't know this just is too many and rumors are swirling yeah i know we were talking about some serious stuff this morning but guess what something even more serious has taken place something even more serious has transpired sweetie and quavo have broken up okay and apparently Quavo took the car back. He had given her a car for her birthday or a present or something. And yeah. apparently he took it back. And it is so, it, it's outrageous. People are up in arms. We've got to do something about this. It's outrageous. And because people said that, Quavo's people came out and said, no. Your nigga, your nigga, your nigga. That's no car. I ain't even doing that. Um, mm-mm, mm-mm. I ain't even doing all of that. So apparently she still has the vehicle. I don't know. This is their private matter. I, who knows? People break up every day. Whatever. And we did get a versus. I didn't watch this one. And it's not that I didn't watch it because I wouldn't have watched it, but I just didn't know what was happening. So apparently, I don't know if it was on Saturday or Sunday, but we did get another versus between Ghostface Killer and Raekwon. Um, I, I didn't see it. I know a lot of people said it was very emotional. It was love filled. They really did support one another. It was hard to tell that it was a versus, I guess, because they both were in the Wu-Tang. So it was sort of like, us, oh, Wu-Tang love. Everybody was just happy to hear the Wu-Tang songs. Shout out to both of them for doing doing that. I wasn't just saying, and speaking of Kanye West, no, he, apparently he's worth $6.6 billion. Yes. A billy, a billy, a billy, a billy, a billy. And they're saying that the majority of his wealth is tied up in his apparel businesses. Evaluating the Yeezy sneaker partnership with Adidas and his clothing line with Gap to be worth approximately $3.2 billion, according to UBS reports in February. And they're also saying that he has an additional $1.7 billion in other assets. The majority investment that he has is in his ex soon-to-be ex-wife or strange wife, Kim Kardashian's Skims shapewear line. And he has $110 million in his music and $122 million in liquidity. So that's stocks and, and cash. So about $102 million actually on hand. Uh, and this was according to CNN Business. I Apparently, if this is in fact true, Kanye West would be the richest African-American man in the U.S. ever. Yeah! Um, I don't know why anybody... I mean, I guess because it's Kanye. I suppose it's because it's Kanye. Because no one's really talking about this. And it also could be that these are evaluations. And we've seen that when people were toting this $1 billion for Ky- Kylie Jenner, that ended up not being true. And it, again, because Forbes is the one that was reporting this, that it, maybe it's not. Um, we, we don't know yet. It doesn't really matter. Either way, he is worth a lot of money. Welcome yeah. to Miami. Ami, Ami. So, yeah, everybody said, hey, it's spring break. We in the woods. Everybody, let's fly down. So they all flew down. They got flewed out to Miami and they said, we're going to get flewed out. And so they had to put a curfew. All right. So they had to put a curfew. Effectively shutting spring break down, which is a hot spot. I get it. I'm tired of being stuck in the house too. I trust me, baby. I am. But I'm not about to go and fly to Miami so that I can get COVID on my back. I keep telling you COVID, she is in your closet. She is in your car. She is under your bed. She is everywhere. She ain't gone nowhere yet. She ain't gone. You think she gone? She ain't gone. She's still there. She's stalking your Instagram. She's stalking your Facebook. 
Okay, I need y'all to protect yourself. I tell you every single fucking week, please wear a mask. In some very sad news, there were eight people that actually were murdered last Tuesday by a 21-year-old Georgia man who decided that he was going to go on a mass murderous spree and kill eight people in different spas or massage parlors in Georgia. Two of the massage parlors were in Atlanta and one was in Ackworth. Apparently, he was saying that he was a sex, sex addict and he was going on this murder spree because he blamed the people in the, these spas for his addiction. Now, the sheriff during the press conference that they had actually caused some uproars by saying that Mr. Robert Aaron Long just had a quote-unquote bad day. But he neglected the feelings of the families by not realizing that his bad day was a much worse day for a bunch of different people, including family members and the individuals who actually did die that day. We will see what happens. I'm pretty sure that he will get convicted. Whether or not this will be called a hate crime is still up in the air. There is still some back and forth of whether or not the police feel that it does constitute a, in a hate crime he was on his way to florida in order to cause more harm but he was stopped before he could do so so we shall see what happens in this case this has been your top 10 trending topics of the week let's get into that interview with caleb germain that even a pat on the back can feel like a hot excited i've been meeting some really dope people and the universe keeps bringing more dope people my way so i'm happy that i have singer songwriter life coach activist and member of the mom he keeps hitting me alumnus family because he's one of seven children <laughs> caleb germain how are you doing today I am blessed. I am grateful. So excited to be here with you. What an intro. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No, because I, I was reading. I was like, wow, growing up with that many brothers. How? What was that? Are you young baby? Oldest? I'm middle? in the middle. I'm right in the middle. Ooh. And so even even more like I mean if, when it comes to all my brothers, uh, okay. just how we're set up, I have three older and then I have three younger, obviously. Um, but uh, it's it, it works well for me and my artistry. Okay. <laughs> I could just, imagine being the middle child with all those kids. You you definitely have to do what you have to do to stand out. You know that's what uh, they say about the middle <laughs> child. <laughs> you know, and so me singing, um, it's it's weird. I mean, not weird, but. Um, it does align with that because my brothers and myself, we're just like sports heads and we love to give back through our sports and uh, mentoring and whatnot. But then I'm the uh, artist uh, in the okay. family. We're all artists in our, in our specific ways, even through the sports and athletics. But, um, you know, as far as music and things of that nature, uh, that's where I stand out in the family. Got you. Got you. Because I was going to ask you, because you have a really interesting like background because you your family or what i was reading i believe are pastors so you grew up entrenched in the church how does you know you were in church you were one of those kids that were i, I used to go to, i was raised pentecostal um yeah so <laughs> i went to church when i was little with my great-grandmother a lot and i know you were one of them kids like wow we here Again, I love Jesus, but I, it's just a lot. But how does gospel music play into who you are and how do you evolve musically? Well, you know, that's my foundation, okay. straight up, foremost. And uh, the more and more I am uh, afforded this life to live, the more I am getting back to my roots and understanding that uh, all my harmonies, uh, my voice, uh, it was curated right there in the church and the gospel music 
and just the praise and admiration of God and the power of God and seeing people overcome adversities and what it does for people. That's really where my music comes from. And uh, it's, it's developed into a strong conviction and okay. a walk within my craft as an artist to uh, remain in that vein as a vulnerable artist, even if I'm hurt and sad or mad mm -hmm. within that artistry, I want to uh, guide my healing and the healing of my listeners uh, through that. That's interesting. That That's really, really interesting because you're very soulful. So you have a lot of that soul in, in your voice. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's a gospel sounding, but I can definitely hear the soul. So I know that it, it does play into what you do and your lyrics that you write. But you also mentioned in an interview that you had uh, like not too too long ago that you had some trials and tribulations growing up. And I believe you're from Tacoma, Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did those challenges impact your career path? Because it looks like you made a sharp detour from music into sports. Because I know we were talking before that you were talking about your family are big sports head. Yes. Didn't you go to school for like sports psychology and you were playing football? Like, did it make you think like growing up in an area where you may not have had all the opportunities that music wasn't available to you? It wasn't a pathway for you at that time? Man, that's uh, interesting. I love how you asked that question. I've never <laughs> been able to answer this question in the sense of this, but it's like, I, so I grew up in the church and my dad uh, surrounded us with encyclopedias and even different um, texts like the Quran and the Mormon, really? you know, like all kinds of different things. So uh, even though he didn't like say, hey, you should read this, there was times where there was different texts that were available that uh, I was able to read and almost digest uh, uh, that they had a different type of appreciation for God as well. Gotcha. Um, and so as a, uh, some of those dark times that we talked about were me realizing that um, people who didn't walk as me, at some point in my life as a child, I carried that guilt of okay. not being able to save my friends and not being able to bring my friends across that line. Wow. And I took it to heart and uh, I walked with it, but I also sang in front of a lot of people every Sunday, every Sunday night, you know, weekly. And so that was messing with me inside. And it kind of, um, I had to make a choice to uh, how I wanted to sing and how I wanted to um, walk as far as being the church. Okay. rather than being held to a certain building. And so I, when it came to music, I'm like, I'm going to go the long route. And I understand I play football well. Uh, I was getting scholarship offers and all that stuff. And so uh, I'm going to write music and go through these life experiences knowing that football is going to be available for me the short, the short amount of time. Okay. Uh, music, I'm going to be writing. So I wrote through all these experiences, but I'll tell you what, um, I had a cert or I had a, a couple surgeries, a few surgeries. And oh, athlete, an athlete's life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, my first major surgery, which uh, you, you, they say you got to be careful what you ask for. Mm -hmm. um, I prayed for something within my artistry. And I, I asked God to, I'm like, hey, God, you know, this, this voice, it works for people. You know, um, I see it work for people, but I also see how the arts change people's lives. Mm -hmm financially um, help people across the globe. I would like to do that for my family. I already see this voice work, but I need to feel the music that I create. Okay. And so coupled with what I said earlier about walking with that weird guilt, mm -hmm. I said, hey, I want to go through the 40 days and the 40 nights okay. and I'm willing to be gutted like a fish. I want you to pour salt in my wounds so I can feel and then in turn reproduce music that people grow with and heal with and get to know God better, get to know how to live a healthy life and be whatever they want to be uh, without doing uh, harm to other people. And so uh, two weeks later, I dislocated my shoulder, mm. lost all scholarships that I had on the table. Oh my goodness. And that created a ripple, but my mindset was so deeply ingrained about be careful what you ask for 40 days, 40 nights, in my own head, when I'm coming off the field and I'm holding my shoulder, I'm like, I can't believe this is happening right now. 
Mm, you forgot like, it that this, quick that you know that, that like i'm like whoa is this happening right now oh really and yeah 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 like um because i was aware of the prayer and everything that's happened after that prayer i've taken it with the prayer that i asked for you know and so the music and these life experiences that um have afforded me so much wealth and so much love for everyone around me and everything that i come in contact with it's been on the back of that prayer and the experiences and being aware of, uh, you know, God's always providing, whether you uh, say the universe, uh, the light, mm -hmm. you know, energy, whatever people call it, it's always providing. And um, I'm a walking testimony of that. And it's like, uh, now my music started to reach people and people are healing with this. So now I'm like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it works. It, it actually does come full circle because I, I always wondered like people that kind of find their way into the arts, especially like with music and people that because you were you doing it because I know you were writing. But when did you first was it around 2013 when you first started doing and actually recording music? Yeah, I, I started recording my computer in 2007. Okay. Okay. And so uh, up to 2000, I put out my first project in 2013. Got you, got you. And um, yeah, and so that's when I started releasing music in a sense. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and got then you. even between then, it's like, we're not ready. Like, hold on, let's curate a little bit more. I can imagine uh, that because you may, it, it is a bit of a, a jump, even though you have been doing this, it seems like since birth, since you were singing in the church from probably the time you were very little up until you were 12. And then you were still kind of, you know, in music culture. Um, but you, because you've had so many different types of influences with you, you are, I would say, more now, more indie, more funk, soul. Yeah. But you have some hip hop roots, which I was, I was like, oh, okay, I got you, got you. So your genre, though, when you actually look you up, it pops up as R and B soul. Would you say that that's an accurate depiction of your music? Would you put you in that box, or you're like, I don't want a box? R and B soul. It's yeah. dope. I love <laughs> R&B music. I love soul music. Uh, you know, we tend to fall into that category as black singers mm -hmm. often, but um, I am not an R&B singer at soul at my heart. Like I'm kind of a rocker. Okay. I have a cold rocker inside of me that uh, loves the blues and loves just like singing. And, I can um, hear that when I tell you I can hear the blues like when you hear the, some of the you know, musicality in your song wow. you can hear the blues you hear it blues I'm uh I'm now just now starting to uh bass it up and record and uh sing with my bass and stuff and I'm gonna start doing that live but uh and because I'm embracing that part that I've been just Heisman in for so long and it feels like full, my full self when I do it so <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'm gonna uh, give that to the people, see if they like it. I think they will, cause you can you can hear it. It's like it wants to come out. It's like it's peeking out. You can you can see it just a little bit that you <laughs> you have that blues sound in there. But you you mentioned something. You said typically as black artists, I talked to uh, someone who was in the music industry, but they were in management, and they say that that's typically what happens with African American artists. Like they don't like to put them in other genres how does that make you does that make you feel upset do you like you know this is not really what it's i love like you said i love blues and r&b but that's not my audience of people that's not the core of the music that i'm actually trying to create you know honestly uh when i think about that question it's like uh the demographic for which r&b usually suits is primarily for uh, African-American uh, urban listeners, you know? Um, but also think about like when Justin Bieber was mad that he didn't get into that <laughs> Grammy category. Right. It, uh, or Lil Nas X uh, when it came to the country. The country, right. Until he got the feature, you know? And so um, I understand that we are part of systems mm -hmm. and the music is also part of a system. But what I do with my music and the people that I'm around is uh, we're in the system and we're infected it for change. Okay. And so I'm aware, and but I'm also aware that there's there's coalition of artists who are changing the game. 
and uh, going to be changing the categories too. And, and the Grammy Academy, uh, the different pieces of music that make these categories, they're going to open up the airwaves and start placing artists as they should be because we're on a wave towards more global acceptance of just people as they are. Um, I think COVID's allowed us to appreciate even ourselves more as mm -hmm. who we are and what we are able to bring to the table as our bare, naked, birthday loving selves. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, because a lot of things have been stripped away. Yeah, cheese, uh, curl, dust, and all. Everything. We learned to accept it all. Yeah. So, I, I mean, you also, your favorite artist, you're a millennial, but you, you have some soulful artists that were like your faves. And one of which was Smokey Robinson, which I could mm. I can kind of hear hear that, Smokey. which is like, what you know about Smokey Robinson <laughs> as a millennial? And then the other is, of course, Michael Jackson. I mm -hmm. mean, you have some others like Usher and some of the newer artists that are influences on you. But why why those two? Why as silly as that sounds? Uh, man, so Smokey, Smokey's always been uh, around since mm -hmm. I've you know. And his voice and the way that he delivers his voice and he can really sing anything he wants. Uh, yeah. He just sings so well. And you know, he'll do oh, anything. Yeah. It's like, I'm like, okay, but one time I was on a trip and this is before Smokey was my one of my biggest influence or not before, like he's always been one of my biggest influence, but I was on a football trip and I saw him in uh, the airport. Really? Yeah, and I took okay. a picture with him, right? And at this point, I didn't have anything on me, and I didn't even sing for him. But uh, in my entire self, I was like, I look forward to reconnecting with him. Mm -hmm. And when I was on the plane, something was like, why didn't you sing for him, right? I was like, oh, man. <laughs> that was a, a tangent story. But Michael Jackson, um, when I was growing up, we would always watch the Jackson 5 movie. Oh, and yeah. I, I identify with him so tough as far as just that structure in the household, being a singer, um, and using his voice as therapy. Got um, you. Yeah, and so it was beyond the music for me. Uh, his voice mm. and all that is great, and his music is he's spectacular. It's freaking Michael Jackson. But uh, his... Uh, I identify with his story in a sense of uh, as a kid. Mm -hmm. more like and so i was watching that i'm like okay cool 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 reps 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 <laughs> <laughs> do you did you take any of his because like i said i can hear some of it like some of with the, with the way that you sing um from michael have you did you ever try to like hey i want to kind of like emulate his style or it's just kind of a coincidence that some of it kind of can sound a little bit like michael dude honestly um, at least it's like um, I it just comes out okay, and it is my voice. And when I get into like when I really sing, uh, people tell me it sounds like them, and I'm like, yo, that's cool. <laughs> like, I'm like, for real, that's tight. Like, but it's really just when I get into my um self, this part of my voice, okay. And so, uh, but I'm also able to manipulate my voice in different ways, but that's like my uh. As far as like just like being in a goofball, you know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, you, you have an amazing voice, and you also have an amazing range of of what you, you can do, which makes you such a unique artist. Now, speaking of which, you have a song, a new song out, which is the gift. So let's talk about the gift. Hey. So you know, I was listening to it, and it says, "Don't give gifts and expect returns." Yeah. What is the gift about, and what inspired that song? It's a uh, multi-layer, multi-layer, um, as many of my songs are. <laughs> but uh, the gift, in a sense, is it starts with me first. Uh, when I write down goals, and I don't. Um, make the daily effort towards those goals, eventually I have to look at myself in the mirror and my true colors show up, you know? Uh, if I don't practice on my character and I want to vocalize that this is who I am and someone pushes a button and that character which I have, or that piece of me that I haven't worked on comes out, mm -hmm. that's a true color. Uh, so first it starts with me, right? Gotcha. And um, also within my journey from the prayer onward, uh, 
I had scholarships. I had, I remember my, my second uh, school that I was at, um, I had a 3.9 when I uh, left spring term, but I left spring term after my second dislocation. Okay. Um, I received a postcard that my scholarship was not renewed. Okay. And so uh, the business of life was showing up in ways that were beyond me. And then just some different relationships. Um, as I learned people, you know, if we're not serving with our gifts to really serve um, and want everyone to win, then uh, we can become parasitic and that can dilute our service and our gift. And so um, when I think about my own gift, um, like I said earlier, I want to inspire people and help people heal. Mm -hmm. uh, if I am releasing words that are not doing that, then that's misusing the gift for me. Got you. Got you. It's a very powerful song. And I think the video helps to really depict what the song is. Explain it for the people who have not seen oh, it. Man. Like the premise behind the video and really what you were going for when you were creating the video it has such uh, beautiful visuals in the video holy moly all right well shout out to uh my my super super precious yeah. but i do want to ask you about a song because this was another song that i heard and i found from you that i actually really really liked and it was the weekend i know oh. that song was back in 20 yeah that's my jam <laughs> but you know tell us a little bit about that like you so were cool. was that your song or was that actually you collaborating with the other artist that was on the the actual rap artist. I don't remember their name off the top of my head. Uh, so it was Ramisi and TDH. Yes, TDH. That's it. There, there you go. Oh, there you go. Killers, killers, killers. <laughs> and then Angelica Marie. She was on the hook singing with me. Yes, um, yes. I watched the video as well. And she was mm -hmm. was that her in the video? I believe that yeah, was her yeah. in the video. Yeah. I grew up with her. Her mother was my first choir teacher. Really. And so that song was a tribute to her. Her mother is not with us anymore. Okay. Uh, this whole entire uh, community aspect of the weekend, how it came together was really freaking cool because uh, that was the August before I came out to Los Angeles. Got you. And I left late September. And so talk about goals, right? My goal is to come out here. I top line for anyone. I'm going, I will help people write their songs. I want to help people find their voice, be their best artist. And then I'm going to be my artist, you know, and I would love people to write for me and all that stuff. And that's what's so cool about how we've connected, because it was through co-writings, like with Amy to Mark, uh, that has allowed us to get here. <laughs> right. You know, and so um, the bright lights and uh, just the openness to collaborate and encourage people, um, it wouldn't happen without them pinging us to each other. And so, um, gosh, kind of... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's, a, it's an amazing it's, song. It'll do that to you. It's a, it's a, it's a, well, I'm like, and so like, I'm over here before I even met them saying, hey, I'm going to sing this hook, but I'm going to bring in two artists and uh, make a collaboration. And then uh, like I had this vision as I was sitting at home writing the song. I can't wait for the weekend. I can't wait for the weekend. It just kept going on. And so I was like seeing a barbecue 
And I heard these two artists like in my head. And so I reached out to him. Ramisi worked at Western State Psych Hospital with me. Oh, and wow. so he was my coworker. And I'm like, hey, uh, I think it's time for us to do that collab we've been talking about. Uh, played it for him. And he was like, I'm ready. Let's do it. And then uh, TDH, he, uh, I met him while I was serving at the YMCA. And um, he would always come in with uh, other people from the community shooting hoops. Reached out to him. He's a balling artist from uh, Ohio. Okay. And he's like, yo, I'm ready to do it. And so I went to Pacific, this studio, and set up the time. Brought everybody in. Uh, and everyone showed up on time, knocked out their thing. We went to dinner afterwards, planned the barbecue. And then um, everyone came together for that Saturday and just shot the, the feel of it. It was just, no one was really trying to do anything. We just, was like, this is where we're going to get together, <laughs> feed the people, um, paint up the sidewalk, you know? <laughs> it, was a, it, was, it looked like a really good time had by all. And I just love the community in it. And it just brings things full circle with with the gift there. It, it is a, a definitely an evolution, I would say, between that song and getting to the gift. That's uh, change gears just a little bit because you seem to have found a center. A lot of people are searching for something, especially with COVID and, you know, being stuck in the house. And you really have to sit down and look at yourself. You became a life coach. And I'm like, how, like what, because I know something happened for everyone. Something usually yeah. happens, but what made you go down that journey of becoming a life coach? It kind of just like, uh, it's flowering or okay. uh, opening up. Cause I come from, I went to school and studied uh, sports psychology or psychology and sports leadership. And so with those, after working in the field of psychology, I was at like a psych ward and working with patients who were not really going home, you know? Gotcha. Um, uh, and then uh, people who were not afforded a lot of uh, things that were afforded every day, like sometimes eyesight, uh, verbal communication, uh, the ability to know that I'm actually talking and my fingers are touching right now, you know? So those little things and those little awarenesses are things that I started sharing with people outside of work who I knew were struggling with a lot of things that they could not control. And so I would help them bring it back to the breath or to the simplistic mode mm -hmm. of what you can offer in your birthday suit type of thing. Okay. And uh, so that's like, um, you know, what can you in your best relationship with the universe, if it's just you in the universe, how can you best show up with who you are? Um, and uh, so I started sharing it. And over the years, uh, I had a couple friends who I was avidly sharing with. And then over COVID, um, started picking up a couple other people and we started winning the morning together. And I share these uh, tools that I use in my daily life that when I dislocated my shoulder and when I was on my journey of the knowing I was becoming the church, but I didn't have a community. Mm -hmm. um, and some of the thoughts that arised in my own mind, I didn't like them and they were not healthy. And so because I was in the field of psychology, I went to counseling, I uh, learned that I had uh, bad ideations. I used to call them bad. I still have to be comfortable saying suicidal ideations, mm -hmm. ideations that would say you are not worthy and you would be better off not here. Uh, they will value you more if you're gone type of thoughts often. And I want to change those. And mm -hmm. so I am sharing the blueprint that I used for a decade now. Okay. That has changed my inner voice and I'm helping people win their voice, uh, empower their voice and just, be better in their birthday suit. And so whatever they do after that birthday suit, uh, it's more fruitful and life tastes better. Water tastes better, you know? And I'm lit about it because when people hit me and say, like, I won the morning, it's like, yo, that I understand how it ripples out, you know? <laughs> I could imagine yeah. that doing that, you know, being a life coach and having that impact on people's lives. I would imagine that does impact your, your music as well, it, especially even looking back now, when you look at the gift, once I saw that, I was like, wow, it, it even has an even, you know, bigger meaning because you're always trying to, to heal, even in the way you sang the song, you can really, you, you can hear, you know, <laughs> that you, you're trying to give that, that healing and show that emotion, how 
do you, do you, would you say that that's true? Like I'm with the life coaching and really having that realization of the direct impact on, cause you're not just making music like most artists. You actually are talking to people and hearing oh. these stories day to day. Oh my goodness. You know, it's like, um, so my dad was a pastor. Uh, <laughs> my mom was a pastor, uh, teachers. Um, when it comes to being a leader, you know, and the aspect of servant leadership, uh, I have learned and I have been taught how not to lead and how to lead in different variations of my life. Gotcha. And the best way that I've learned is by vulnerability and uh, transparency and being able to say, you know, I'm not going to share anything with you that I would not do myself or I have not already attempted. Okay. And, um, that's it. If it works for you, I'm happy. And if it doesn't, I will search for another way that may help you. Um, and then I find value in even that search because, you know, just as we are, just like the computers we're talking on, all that information compounds and it becomes valuable for the next person that needs that resource faster. Uh, and I'm just blessed to be able to offer that. Um, that's so it's so dope and you can you can just feel that you you are truly genuine about the things that you talk about because some people do it and I've know a lot of different life coaches everybody isn't truly passionate about what they do but you can hear that you are truly passionate about what it is that you actually do um how can oh absolutely how can people get the EP, how can people follow you? How can people watch your, your videos? Do you have a website? And what are your social media handles? All right. So um, my website is calebgermain.com. And so you can get my music uh, on my website. And you can also listen to it on all the streaming websites like Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, uh, Deezer, Tidal, stuff like that. Uh, search Caleb Germain. And uh, if it's not there, just hit me up at I am Kayla Germain on Instagram. Okay. And <laughs> that's uh, my Instagram. And uh, let's see here. As far as uh, coaching and those services, I'm launching a website here soon and that. But if someone needs services, you can reach out to me um, through my website uh, or through Instagram DMs, Facebook. However, whatever line of communication that you have to reach me, uh, okay. just I'm open and so I check all those and uh, I'll have um, a cool website up here for people real soon that I'm working on in that form. But, yeah. Oh, that's so dope. So amazing. Okay. So, so dope. Like, I am so happy that I got a chance to speak with you. I will definitely have to have you back. And once COVID is over, maybe oh, we coming. can actually meet face to face when everything is safe. I don't know, maybe 2025. Like, I, I don't know. I'm going to keep my fingers crossed. <laughs> it's a wave and so who knows but at least i appreciate you thank you so much for having me on i look forward to connecting with you two in person and uh, eating some of mark's food i got family in washington dc and in maryland oh and you so, do uh, yeah. okay you gotta come to the dmv now oh i'm coming i'm okay. coming and so um it's only a matter of time before i'm on the east coast and we're breaking bread together Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that go. works. We need you to come all the way east coast. You can come back to Millennials Anonymous anytime oh, you want. You oh, are you a fellow are millennial. You guys are dope. And um the uh podcast uh festival that you guys are gonna be having. Yes. Super, super cool. Let me know if you guys want any music or anything. Um don't say that because you know I'm gonna hit you up. Hey, hey, hey. Community hey, collaboration over uh competition is is that uh, the way to go and community is all about it. So thank you for bringing me on. Let's, let's keep moving, you know. Absolutely. Well, I thank you so much. And please go out and download and stream The Gift. It is a great song. It will definitely uplift your spirits. I appreciate you being here. You're so dope. Come back anytime. Thank you. You're dope as well. Blessings. Thanks. All right. I want to thank Caleb Jermaine for coming on. He was an amazing guest. He has an amazing light. Such a great guy. I, I appreciate him for coming on and supporting Millennials Anonymous. So dope. So you make sure that you go out and you support him and his music as well. 
And I want you guys to make sure that you go and check out our website, millennials.us, so you can see when the conference actually will take place. I keep calling it a conference, but the PodFest will take place because... It is going to be a lot of fun, okay? And we're going to keep it free to participants. It doesn't cost you anything to attend. So why not, right? Like, if you don't have anything else to do on the weekend of the 26th of September, just come on down, okay? I don't know if the world will be open back up or not. It might be. I don't know. But I'm just still being safe. So make sure you still being safe as well. And we're going to have Mr... Derek Van Ness will be coming on this upcoming week talking about finances. So we were going to talk to him because, you know, we've rescheduled him, but he will be here next week. So make sure you stay tuned for that so you can hear some more on like kind of what's going on in the stock market because AMC is now going up. GameStop is going back crazy again. So we're going to talk to him about all of those things. Right. So you can see how to build what well so you make sure you come back stay safe out there thank you so much for listening and rocking and subscribing and listening to my big mouth i appreciate you so much bye hi my name is professor mcball lover it's not yes i wanted to give you some great information that you may not know that will teach you how to take care of those balls yes and for girls who may not have balls but may love people who do have balls. This is also for you. So there is a place, I don't know if you've heard about it, but I'm going to explain it to you, called Ballsy. Ballsy Ballsy.com, that is. They have amazing products that you can use, like ball wash and nut cologne. So amazing. And if you want to find out more about Ballsy, and also get 15% off because it's nothing fancier than a guy that has nut cologne. Come on now. I'm a professor. Trust she me. I would know. So make sure you go to millennials.us so that you can get the code and you can use it when you're ordering your stuff for your balls or some balls you might love. Okay. So that's ball math. You can get 15% off. So use ball ball maps when you shop. Yes. You bet. Go right now.